Hi, hi everybody. Hi Becky. Hi Bex. It's nice to be with you to do it this is. podcast. It's exciting because this is our first recording where we've been sat together, I think. It is. Still socially yeah. distancing. Um, so today we're going to be talking about levels of engagement and I think from a speech and language therapist point of view, this again, this is a term um, and a concept that I hadn't really come across until I worked with you at the Children's Centre. So can you just give us a bit of an overview? What, When we say levels of engagement, what is that? What are we talking about? So when we see um, and talk about levels of engagement, we see how engaged children are in their play. So... Um, this is really funny having you here to actually see you. This is no sorry about that, guys. So levels of engagement are um, when the child in their play is is really focused on something. So they can start with um, say if, if you see a child and they're just sort of flitting around and they're not really engaged in something. So that's what we say they're not really engaged in something. They're not really playing or they're not really understanding. So they might just be sort of flitting around. Where you, where the other end of the scale is. There's a child who is so deeply engaged in their play and so focused on their play that probably if you disturb them, when you change their play, you would alter the way that their brain was working and, the, and, and sort of what they were processing at the time. And also they may get quite cross because it's like us when we're engaged in something and we're engaged in our work and we're doing a project and somebody comes along and disturbs you. It's really difficult. It takes about 20 minutes to get back into it, doesn't it? So yeah. it's really, really difficult for those children to get back in. And they're no different to us. Because, see, they are no different to us apart from, you know, we've got some a little bit more experience and we can perhaps control that we might get a little bit frustrated. Mm. But they don't. So when you see a child really engaged in play, that is the time to set back and observe and perhaps add a little bit of provocation so perhaps add, you know, something by the side of them that might make a difference, but not if it's going to really disturb them. Yeah, you're not so trying to change their play. You're not trying to change their play at all because I don't know what they want for the outcome mm. of their play and their play should be really well respected. Mm. It's not for me at that time to go in and say, like we always say before, like, oh, oh here's a cup of tea. Is that what you were making? You do, you know, I would go in and then that's really completely changed yes. it, you know, yeah. and that's not, that's not that child's agenda. That's my agenda. And so you've touched on it already, but it, what would a, a child who's deeply engaged, what would that look like to a, to a practitioner or to an observer? So I think it would look like they could be, you see the concentration, we always say about these concentration faces and perhaps the tongue can be poking out and they're really, they're not really, they're oblivious from what else is going on around them and they're really, really focused and in the moment, it's all about being in that mm. moment. They could be singing and they could be chatting to themselves as well and almost describing, but that's not really an invite for you to go and start to talk to them. They're just sort of humming to themselves or, yeah. you know, it's that egocentricness you know they're, they're just completely in on their own and they're sort of zoned in and where they can be it can be with other children I was as well ask you that. Yeah. can you be deeply engaged in like in a shared activity oh yes yeah, yeah definitely and and the the older you get as well the more likely you are to be more deeply engaged in a in a shared facility you know it's shared sort of play facility you know something you might be creating together and then as well you know you get towards the end of the UIFS there's like you know the children like sort of three four five really we want to see them engaged in a group play that mm. they are leading and they are interacting in and they are engaged in that we could just be do you know what even if I wasn't here this that is still this is yeah, I'm, yeah I can scaffold and I can support but I really do not want to interrupt and I really don't want to change this play yeah you know so if 
if you imagine sort of two children in a in a tent having a conversation between themselves and they don't even know anybody else is around you know imagine them having a bubble around them these children that yeah. are really really engaged don't 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 go into that bubble because you're not invited no. wait wait to be invited and why why does it matter why is it important that that children have these moments of deep engagement so this is when that their learning is their highest so the highest element of their learning is happening when they are focused on their own pattern of play and when they are understanding they're processing things through their brain they're strengthening the patterns in their brain and sort of laying down pathways so until they can do that and they get so so engaged in play that's where they need to then move on from that so it's looking at the foundations that's why we're called the foundation yeah, years you know yeah. and that's what you're laying down that's yeah. what the children are laying down so enabling time for somebody and you know we all know the best thing we can be given is some time to concentrate on mm. something don't we we yeah. know that don't yeah, we absolutely. You know, yeah absolutely yeah no it's fascinating and how can the environment the earliest environment help with sort of getting you know the, the, these situations to happen i would say it's it's all about your flexibility of your routine so if you haven't got a flexible routine um then children are, are going to have smaller time scales where they can be engaged yeah. so and also enabling um children to come back to what they've already done as well so so sometimes at the end of the day if somebody wants you to put something somewhere really yeah. or, or just before they're going to have lunch if we all say oh come on we'll all, we're all going to tidy up actually they might like to get back to that activity yes. so as much as you can and I know it's not always possible but as much as you can you know you can put something around that you know the saddest part in, in sometimes in in the setting is when a child's done something for ages and another child who really is amazing at tidy up comes along and puts yeah, it away I know I've it's, seen it happen yeah. I've seen it happen and you can see the heartbreak yeah and, yes. and that the other child is conforming to being helpful and putting the things yes. away but I think you know the other child who has just spent all that time doing yes. it and relate that back to an adult where we've just spent all that time setting something up I don't know making a cake yes. writing something doing whatever and somebody comes along and just just before it's about to go in the oven you're really excited to have yeah. it somebody comes along and just pops that away and you can perhaps you might be allowed to do that late, later on or tomorrow yeah. I'd be like but I wanted the cake I yeah. want I want you well, know. It's like if you if you were reading like your favorite book and you're really close to the end and somebody just came over and said right you have to stop now and took it off you yeah as an adult it just wouldn't happen would it no it and just... what would you say as an adult I couldn't tell you what I'd say as an adult <laughs> if I was reading my favorite book you'd be, you'd be really cross you would be really you'd be cross. shocked yeah. wouldn't you? you'd be like what doing yeah. you can't do that to me you can't so it is it is allowing children the same rights and the yeah. same understanding and the same levels of deep engagement because they can really teach us and really concentrate and that's when you know makes makes such a difference to them and knowing that they're not going to be disturbed and enables them to relax more which is fantastic because then they'll have deeper levels of engagement as well yeah. you know we can't yeah we can't carry on till 10 o'clock no, at night there's bedtimes there's different routines yeah. there's you know say for parents and practitioners we've got some home times and we've got things we need to look at but it's okay to give forewarning of that and say this will be in a really special place until tomorrow yeah. so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it is it's about having it's not just in sort of enforcing the routine or the rules it's home time it's it's respect and having a conversation and it is that respect and have that conversation yeah. and it's okay if the child is sad it's okay to say you know yeah we know you're sad it's disappointing because yes. i'd like to carry this on as well but we'll do it tomorrow and and always if you say something always carry it through yeah. and make sure you do 
you know you do i mean this is a brilliant thing for outs, outdoors like we say you know we've got a free flow set in mm. and children can play outside but you know as much as they want and however whenever they want but the outdoors it's a little bit more forgiving for leaving things you know yes. if you've got a shared setting it's really difficult to yeah is. leave things yeah. if you haven't you've got a little bit more flexibility but outdoors is quite it's quite good because that quite often comes to a natural end as well yes. yeah, yeah to do that so so that that really really helps if you can you know because say well actually we can't do it here because we've got to do that but if you want to we can carry it on outside or we yeah. can put it somewhere special so yeah but really really important because that's what we're all looking for we're all looking for that awe and wonder moment of when that child you know what we're building with children we're building independent learners mm. we don't want mm. children to have to keep coming back to us and asking us for permission that's yes. not that's not what we want in community or society we want children to feel safe and explore their own ideas so the role of the adult here is is to to notice when children are engaged and and just to Stay out of it, really. Stay, stay out of it. Back, yeah, and and also observe and see mm. for provocation for planning. Like, what else could I add? What what do they look like? They do. What could I add tomorrow? Like, where could you know if if it's sort of you know can I just pop something down that might make yeah. that that sort of extension a little bit more? And then discuss when the children child's finished or when they've come to a natural conclusion then you can start recall and discussing it with them and say oh I wonder what was happening it looks so interesting yes. and so that's where your teaching as well comes in there yeah. and just have that and so they might want to tell you they might not no absolutely <laughs> so, no yeah you're interested yeah you're interested yeah, yeah and I noticed you know, and use those words use that you were really engaged in your play yes. and then explain what it is so. yeah oh it's fascinating yeah, yeah thank yeah. you Beth. that's all right thank you lovely to be here with you